Hi, friends. Welcome back to 4.0 Life with me, your host, Dina. Just sitting here drinking my decaf Madagascar vanilla latte. Um, yeah, it's been a little hard <laughs> trying to be a decafer. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My Starbucks by me, I'm pulling up my app. I ordered, I think it was a couple, it was like a week and a half ago, right? So I ordered a blonde. I'm literally looking it up right now because I, I think I'm losing my mind or or someone is unaware or not sure. So if I go to order and it brings up, let's just order here. So I got, it's showing me what I got recently and it was an iced cafe latte decaf espresso roast, espresso roast. Okay, fine. Um, Wasn't that great. And then I got, this was weird. So I ordered, that was at another Starbucks, a Starbucks in my town. This was on October 20th, 30th. 30th? Yes. October 30th. I got an iced Starbucks blonde vanilla latte with decaf espresso roast. So I don't know because that was so good. Like it was delicious and yummy. I don't know what I ordered or how they made it, but one of the Starbucks says they can't make that because the blonde roast is caffeinated and I want decaf. So I don't know if they did like a pump of vanilla. So maybe what I have to order is a decaf roast latte with a pump of vanilla. Is that what do I do? I don't know. If you are someone who drinks decaf and you get sweet vanilla drinks at Starbucks, can you please email me at thecleanbuzz at gmail.com and help me? Thanks. Um, so right now what I'm drinking is it's kind of a weekend thing only. I am not drinking coffee during the week, although my husband did get me decaf Illy espresso powder because Illy is the brand that I love. Illy is the brand that I've always been drinking. They have decaf and I'm like, I'm not afraid, but I am <laughs> because what happens is my anxiety goes through the roof. I have a reaction. It's not a good time. But Panera has figured it out. Panera has the Madagascar vanilla latte, which I love, but they sub in their decaf espresso instead of their caffeinated. And if you're like, well, how do you really know? What if you're drinking caffeinated? I would know. I 100% would know. My body would have a reaction and it would not be a good time. So Panera, right now, you are my godsend. Panera, thank you so much. I just wish the Panera where I work was open early enough so I can grab and go because I would be spending money every morning at your Panera, um, but the one by my work is not open until it would be too late. Like I wouldn't make it to work in time. So for now, it's a weekend thing, and then eventually I'll get my act together. But anyway, <laughs> we are now into daylight savings, and I know what happened was a lot of people were unsure of whether the clocks are changing. So I did a little research, and I looked into that because this morning when I got up and I thought it was 5.30 in the morning, and I couldn't fall back to sleep, what I realized it wasn't, it was 6.30 in the morning. Um, No, no, wait, hold on. Oh my God, wait, what time did I get up this morning? Fall back. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out myself. So here's the thing. Back in March, the law was passed. It was called, I think, the 
sunshine. Yeah, look at me trying to sound all profesh, and then I'm messing up the name of the actual uh, action, the the law. So there's been a constant debacle. Like, why do we do this? People were saying that, well, it's helpful with the farmers. Um, you know, the sun comes out earlier because if you think about it, we have two longest days in the year, December 21st, first day of winter, and June 21st, the first day of summer. So when they were putting this into consideration, there was a concern that like, okay, well, no big deal. Let's just do this, yada, yada. But they didn't think about the change of the times and how this may or may not affect people, even though some states have already put it into, you know, whatever it may be. Um, Because I know that the sad thing is that at 4.30, the sun's going down in the winter and it's sad. There was questions you know, brought up, well, if we don't do this, then maybe we're going to have less car crashes, car accidents, uh, driving will be better, visibility. Because if you think about it, 4.30 is rush hour um, here in Jersey. It used to be, I remember, 5.30, 6 o'clock, but now it's earlier. They also discussed how um, theft robberies, it would be down a percentage because it wouldn't be getting dark earlier. Like all these things, um, people are indoors earlier. So could this help with obesity, like I'm literally reading off of it's the patch.com. I'm reading off of their things, all these things that they're trying to bring up. And wow, we didn't think about that. Wow, that's a good point. Oh my God. Um, so they did it says the US Senate votes to make daylight saving time permanent. Now that was back in March. Now, what they're saying is a lot of people were like, Well, I'm not changing the clocks, right? Well, you are, and if you didn't you are. It's not going to go into effect until 2023. So it, it's it, because it has to go to um, President Biden and he has to sign it, although people were saying that he's already for this. And then we wouldn't be changing the clocks anymore. And again, this is something that was practiced years and years ago, although I read something very interesting in the 1970s that they actually for two years did not change any of the clock time because there was an energy conservation going on. So they actually did not change the time. So this way that the sun was essentially out later. And also, I, I you know, I, I do get it. It, it, you have to think about like this morning when I woke up, I was a little in a funk because I totally forgot about it. And I was like, Ugh. and then I realized what was happening. And I'm like, oh, so when the kids were getting up at six, they really weren't getting up at six. They got up at seven. And when I got up at 530, I wasn't really getting up at 530. I got up at 630. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to need this cup of coffee today, even though it's not caffeinated. So that was the, my morning um, my morning moments. Like clocks are changing. And then pre- like literally last night we were watching Alice in Wonderland for the looking glass. Why did it take me so long to watch this awesome movie? You know, so it's ha ha funny. It was watching time and then time played a little trickery on me this morning. So I love Alice in Wonderland. If I'm going to say best story of all time, I have the book, like the old vintage style looking book. Oh, I love it. Like best storyline. Kind of debating on that of my 40th birthday theme, but I'm thinking there's a lot that goes into it. But if I simply just made it the tea party because I love tea, this could be a win. And then have signature teas. And I know people are like, oh, Aaron, you're not, you're not drink tea at your party? Yes, because that's what I like. And if it's my 40th birthday party, that's what we're going to do. Hmm. 
Anywho, so let's get into today's discussion, and it's, it's swarming around as people are doing their holiday shopping, um, Black Friday's approaching. I literally have just like my calendar is bazonkers because this week there's only three weeks of school because there's teacher's convention, and then they're back for a full week, and then the following week there's three weeks again because we have Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and then we're literally jumping into like we're it's like almost like we're skipping – Skip scop skip scopping. We're skip scopping. We're what is it called? Skips hopscotch. Hopscotch. There we go. We're I know some of you are in your car yelling, like, get it together. We're hopscotching through November and then we're bouncing into December because there are no days off in December until we reach Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So it's kind of a long one if you think about it. But it's a beautiful month, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. I just feel like it's it's one of the few months where people, when they're not at the malls, like going crazy, grabbing stuff, and they're out and about, they're just more cheerful, um, even though it's cold. If you think about it, it's kind of funny. Think about January, right, and February. It's cold. There's no big festive holidays. People are grouchy. And December it could be cold and just freezing, but people are standing looking at the tree in Times Square. They're singing around their menorahs. Like everyone's just happy and cheerful. Even if it's freezing, they're happy because they know a beautiful holiday is approaching. So what I was thinking about as we are approaching this, a lot of mom and pops are really um, shooting out emails, uh, what they're doing for Black Friday sales. I know one of the luggage companies that I'm going to talk about on the blog is doing a Black Friday sale. I signed up for that because I'm not going to mention the name. Yeah, I'm going to put you on like your tippy toes. And if you're really interested, please then email me thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. I'll give you a little teaser, but I'm not going to announce it just yet because I'm going to be dedicating December for the podcast. Um, well, actually, I'll start on Black Friday that weekend up until we get close to Christmas for all my mom and pops. I'm going to be dedicating my podcast platform, talking about different mom and pops, their products, and why I think they are the best picks for the holiday season. So this mom and pop um, has this luggage. Now, I'm not a constant traveler. We don't travel a lot because we have little kids. And that's not to say we can't do it, but, you know, expense, Right. So next year we're going to be traveling and I will have a five and a two-year-old. And one of the things that we learned when we traveled with my son <clears throat> when he was two was that, man, it's a lot of stuff. Like we had a stroller, we had um, the car seat for the plane, and now we're viewing things a little different because I saw this luggage that has a legit like seat on it with a backing. So it's not like they could tip backwards. Um they can strap in and it's like a carry-on. And I'm thinking, okay, in the airport, it could be busy. I don't want to have two strollers going at the same time. Where we're going, I can rent a stroller. Um, let's get these suitcases. It'll be their suitcases carry-on. And then I could plop them on there and wheel and go. So less things for me to carry, if you will. So that I'm like really excited about. Um, the other thing that's popping up is more and more you're going to see, and I'm loving this, mom and pops are reaching out to everyday folk to be a part of their brand as a brand ambassador. And I love when they do this because then it truly puts the product into the hands of the actual consumer. 
in the beginning, when brands started reaching out to the socials um, for brand ambassadors, they were looking for, and some still do this. I'm not saying that people don't. They were looking for numbers. And what I mean by that is if you're 10K or higher, we want you to be a brand ambassador. Now, things that always bothered me about that was a couple things, right? So some people actually have those numbers. Some people can put it out there. But then are they just trying on the product or trying the product for free product? Are these folks, like here's the other thing, are these folks actually aligned with your clientele? Like let's say you're selling a mama product and you reach out to a mom who has 10K plus, but her kids are 14 and 15 and you're trying to promote a baby mama product. And you're just getting it to people who have numbers. That's not going to align with your clientele. And your clients are probably going to get a little upset. So what I'm getting at is most recently I saw a brand that I know tons and tons of people follow. I absolutely love this brand. Um, I just, they have like made dreams come true. It's a clothing brand and they have great price points. They have great looks. They do awesome promotional codes that you can use. They partner with influencers that everyday folk would follow. Like there, you know, there's some that are like model-esque, but then when you look at the other um, influencers that influence for them, these are like everyday people. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's always like a model who's modeling the clothes. So they recently said, we're going to be um, reaching out for brand ambassadors. Click the link in bio. So here I am getting really excited with my 922 followers, right? Um, should I, should have I been more active on Instagram when I opened it? 100% yes, but I didn't. So that's on me. But I will say one thing that I've noticed being more prominent doing reels is my engagement was up 60% last month. So I know I'm doing something right. And I read an article that made me feel a little bit more confident about myself. And if you're feeling kind of in the dirt, listen up. It is so hard to capture followers. Now, I want you to think about something like this. If you are writing a newspaper, right? Let's say you write awesome columns, it's engaging, and you give it out for free, people, of course, are going to check it out, engage, flip through the pages. Once you attach a price to it, less people are going to engage. They might not click the follow button, if you will. Same thing I noticed with my blog. Like, if I'm not constantly posting things on my blog, I won't get as many followers or subscribers. But the more I post, the more I engage people, they want to know more. They're willing to click the button engage. So for me, I have a certain niche where I post about mom stuff. I post about food and exercise. So it's it's not geared to just comedy, right? It's not geared to just fixing cars. Like there's not one single thing. So I kind of have a wide range where some people might be like, oh, I don't want to see babies. Fine. You don't have to see babies. Getting people to click that follow button is so hard, so hard. And the biggest thing I had, and I did let the brand know, I did message them on the side because I did see some um, other people mentioning it. Like some people were saying, I spend $1,000 a month. I wish I could be a part of it. I only have 500 followers. I question this because it's very visible now. It doesn't matter if you can't see the likes anymore because some people have switched off the option to see how many people are liking because what was happening was people were buying followers and having 15K and then only getting 26 likes. And I'm sitting here with 922 followers and I'm getting 26 likes. And I'm like, mm. and then you also see that person's 
uh, follow page every week goes down by a thousand because they're bought. They're bots. And what happens is Instagram goes in, does the cleanup, and they get rid of all the bots or the people that really don't exist. So what I questioned the brand was, hey, I know what you guys are looking for. I know you want numbers. But remember that your mom and pop brand is growing because of your mom and pop folk, meaning maybe celebrities are purchasing from them. And that's totally cool if they are. But your majority of consumers are going to be your everyday folk who might be on Instagram just taking pictures of their babies, cows, cars, toenails, whatever they're taking pictures of. That's those people. So if you are looking for people with 5K plus, fair. Okay, fine. I get it. You want your numbers out there. But also ask people to include their engagement. Because here as someone who used to work and do PR with a lot of brands, I always said to them, if you're not engaging anyone, something's not right. You can get on Instagram every single day and talk about coffee. But if you're getting 1% engagement, you're, you got to change it up. You got to do something. So for those people who have the 10K, you know, the 15, the 20K, ask them for a screenshot of their engagement. I don't think that's any, like as a brand, I would want to make sure that person has it because if I'm going to send you clothing to try on and give you this huge whopping discount and have working in retail, um, knowing the price point and what it really is, plus the percentage of increase to sell, it's like, oof, whatever. You know what I mean? I get it. You got to make a buck. But ask them for their engagement because you'll see right there if they're truly getting those numbers. Don't settle for less, meaning don't send out your brand and, you know, like a lot of mom and pops that like are trying to promote a product like, oh, I got to get an influencer that's 10K. No, you don't. You don't need an influencer that is 10K. You need someone that is your clientele representation. You need someone that is going to love, let's say you're doing crochet. You need someone that loves the crochet that's going to take beautiful pictures because I'll tell you that's important too. You can have someone who has 10K and their pictures are like, do you want that on your profile page? Right? That's just for your, you know, your influencer folk. A lot of brands, what they'll do is they'll say, hey, send us your best picture of um, your dog wearing our crocheted dog skirt or whatever you're making or, or whatever, dog booties. This is how you test and see like, ooh, who's getting good pictures? Who's getting natural light? Who's doing this and that? Of course, there's going to be some images that aren't perfect. But also in the world of the iPhone today, let me just tell you, you don't need a Canon camera or Sony camera anymore. Like I have my Canon that I'll occasionally use, but my iPhone is rocking it, right? I don't need to always pull out my huge camera. I have my iPhones. And it's about that. It's about that type of representation. Do they fit your clientele mold? right? Because you're going to sell a baby product, say, and then you're going to go say, ooh, this model who's, you know, five foot nine is stunning and makes my clothes look great. That's great that she makes your clothes look great or that that's great that he makes your clothes look great. But let me ask you this. Is it appealing to your clientele? Are your mamas all of that clientele? You want to make sure your representation, representation, excuse me, is wide open. The minute you choose a particular image you're then telling your clients that's your image throughout. Like only this type of person looks great in that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like look at – this is why I love Aerie. Okay, so Aerie brand, I love their clothes. I love their price point, everything. Aerie's all about showing all body sizes, all races. Um, and this is before a lot of the issues started bubbling up during COVID um, and, brand, and people were bringing awareness to brand. Like why don't I see a black woman ever in your clothing line? 
Aerie has always represented the different body shapes, the different races, because when you look at the images that are being projected outward to you, whether it's an Instagram ad, a Facebook grad, or just like on the TV, that's what you're assuming like, okay, in order to wear those leggings, I have to be tall and thin. It's probably going to look bad on me. No, that's not. Aerie takes pictures of all sizes, all women, all like anyone who wants to wear their stuff. They do it and I absolutely love it. So I don't know. That's something to think about when you're coming across. Um, I'm not saying don't support mom and pops that don't do that. So that's not what my message is here. My message is if you are someone who's looking to be an influencer or a brand ambassador during these seasons, because a lot of the brand ambassadors want seasonal brand. I'm sorry. A lot of the brands want seasonal brand ambassadors for their holidays, reach out to you know any company or reach out to anyone that may have that opportunity and just let them know like, hey. Let me screenshot my engagement. I may have 450 followers, but I have 100% engagement with all 450. And when I say buy this, my people buy this. You know, something to think about. Also, again, I'm really excited about the holidays because if you didn't hear in the beginning, I am going to be repping mom and pops from Black Friday weekend all the way up to the holidays. So if you are a mom and pop and you want me to shout you on my podcast or my blog, hit me up, thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. I want to share the love. I am actually going to be doing a photo shoot today with a friend of mine, crochets, these beautiful headbands. And let me just tell you something. I can't make them, but something homemade like that I feel like is not only, I don't know, I don't want to say a better present, but I would rather get something homemade, unique, one of a kind. And then my favorite part is when you get to tag the creator on Instagram and then the creator is like, this is so awesome. Like those are my moments. So I'm so excited. We're going to be doing that today. We're going to check out a taco food truck. Yum. And then just enjoy this awkward 70 degree Sunday in November and have a weird, awkward continual of the day because my timetable is totally off, but it is what it is. Gearing up for a short week. So I'm very excited about that. On the blog, I'm going to be issuing out a new workout tomorrow. If you missed last Friday on the blog, thequeenbuzz.com, we did an awesome sauce, elevated but easy baked fish plate. Let me tell you something right now. If you're thinking about something for Thanksgiving or you want to cook fish, small gathering, and you're like, I really don't want to spend a lot of time behind the stove, check it out. Thequeenbuzz.com is the blog. It's on the YouTube page. So it's youtube.com slash thequeenbuzz.com. It's the video. It has my handsome husband on it. Love that handsome husband. And it's baked red snapper. It is so easy. It's elevated, but it's again, it's easy. Like anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. Check that out. Also, by popular demand, I'm bringing back for the month, again, once Black Friday, product buzz. It seems to be really popular. People would rather see that than just fashion and beauty all the time. So that's relaunching on the blog. And if you didn't check out on my Facebook page, lots of folks have been asking. They said, you used to read your book on the podcast. We want to hear it again. Well, sure, I could read it again, but you want to hear the same story? No. So I'm actually going to be working on a mini project doing it on the blog, also doing it on the podcast in the new year because Christmas, again, is dedicated to my mom and pops. And it's pretty much going to be, you know, the things that I left out, you know, some parts of my life since then the book has been published. The book is called um, – you should know. I'm actually <laughs> – I say that because some people are like, what's the name of your book? 
Um, so my book is under my maiden name. So that's the biggest uh, trials and tribulations I go through here. It's paper bag princess. Okay. So two words, paper bag, and then princess. And it's Dina Eltart. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me. I'm making so much noise over here. Barnesandnoble.com. Um, it was in Walmart. I'm not sure if it's in Walmart anymore or on Walmart's website. It was on Target's website. They fluctuate and rotate a lot of books out. So check that out. And yeah, so I'm going to be doing that in the new year. Lots of things going on. Photo shoot today. Tra uh, I was going to say Traco truck, but it's taco truck. Wow. This timetable is throwing me off. But with that being said, everyone, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You click on that button, whether it's just follow, subscribe. You'll never miss an episode every Sunday, 12 noon here on Fort Penoyan Life. Follow me on the Instagram, thequeenbuzz.com. That is thequeenbuzz, D-O-T-com. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, friends.